You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes. Big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni plus the original plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. Cash the ticket, a Mike Valenti podcast. And welcome in. Cash the ticket as we continue, Sully, with me. Um, man, we got a lot to do. This is going to be a dangerous, dangerous card because I really like both days, which means I could really get my ass kicked. And like, <laughs> like no, but I mean, last 15 picks this week. No, see, I, I don't want to do that. Last week, I gave six selections. I went four and two, three outright dog winners. I felt good about it. Like, I was like, okay. And the only one that might have been a little irresponsible, even though I felt it was the right pick, was Army. And that's because I was at the game. But, like, I'm telling you, I have to practice some self-control this week because... Practice safe picks. Right. But, Mike, there's so many games I like. Yeah, and I thought last week it was interesting that you did only play six, so... I don't know. Maybe that's going to become more normal to play six or or eight instead of ten or twelve. You know what I mean? Yeah, I... It all depends it, on the week. It's it's tough because you, you get a sense that when you're limiting the plays, at least I do, I'm like, okay, man, I may have just cost myself another win. So you, you're, you're trying to find this balance between what are my favorites, like what are my, my real choice ones, and then what are expendable. In reality, I, I, I don't, I very rarely feel so strong. Like last week, I felt super strong about Michigan. Yep. And I'm like, th- th- just this is to me my favorite bet of the week. Okay, that one was always going to be on there. But then you get into these other ones, and it's like, is there really a difference between how I felt about Army or Florida? You know, no, I, I liked both games. It- it- it's always like, too, like we've gotten some feedback from people going, well, there needs to be units. You right. know? And it's like, no, it's just every game is one unit. Now, whatever that unit is, is your business. I don't I don't like this idea where people, you know, chase around and then what? They can hit one five unit play and lose four straight games and call it even. Like that's like I said, I'm not some tout. I I I'm an afternoon drive radio host. I'm good at what I do. I, I enjoy football and I enjoy betting when I go to Vegas. This is the first year where I full time bet outside of Vegas because I never wanted it to become a pain in the ass for me. I enjoy going to Vegas and just falling apart it's enjoyable it's a nice reset but this year yes i'm playing all these games and it's it's one of those things it it was funny our review of the week i guess we could start it um got a couple of reviews saying man i i really wish they did more deep breakdowns and i and i want you guys to understand one thing no matter what you do if you are doing it mainstream and you are are doing it as a part of a business model you have to entertain there has to be 
an element that's approachable. So whether it's the show I do by day or whether it's the podcast we do, always aggravated, radio.com and iTunes, or it's cash the ticket. If you go down a wormhole and I just start reciting every analytic I have on every game yeah. and every stat I have on every game, you know what, you know what it really is? It's fucking boring. And that's just not a product that I'll be able to grow, and it's not approachable. So what I try to do is put the research in and only give you a piece or two. Talk about the game a little bit, because that's entertaining. Maybe I'm not doing it right. Maybe I'm not serving you guys the way I need to. No, but I think I, we I, give plenty of numbers and, and deep breakdowns. But I games. want to. I really try to find a balance where this is approachable and entertaining, and it's a little bit of nice background noise for 45 minutes for people. I don't, man. I find it hard as a listener. Like if I'm in the car and you know, hey, I get a phone call, or hey, I've got a text coming through, and I'm in and out of podcasts. I find it really hard to pay attention to even stuff that's like investigative podcasts. I don't know if you ever listened to that SI one, The Fall of a Titan, the Steve yeah. McNair stuff. Very yeah. hard to go in and out of that one. It's deep. You know, if you do listen to some gambling pods or you do listen to some very deep NBA pods, um, really hard for me as, as a listener to go in and out with the analytics. It's like I have to sit down, listen to it, pay attention, etc. So I'm trying to find a sweet spot. So if you're asking why it doesn't go a little deeper, that's just because I don't want to, to be quite honest with you. So I'm sorry if that doesn't work. All right, let's get into it. Four and two last week. One of my losses, the game I was at at West Point. The other loss just was on the wrong side of it with the Cowboys. Thanks a lot, Dak Prescott. But look, had Michigan. Um, I had Florida outright winner as a dog. Had the Colts outright winner as a dog. Um, did a nice job, four and two. Feel good about it. If anybody says they can do better than four and two consistently, well, God, hey, God bless and good luck. They're not putting their picks out there. Mike, your week last week was three and four. God damn it, Mike! Close that the Browns game on Monday night was uh, would have pushed it to four and three, but hey, three and four. It's not, and I not tried, terrible. How hard did I try to get you off that Browns pick? How yeah, hard did stu- I recruit you to come on over that to the Greek god one. of touchdown and get with me on the nine? Yeah, that's why I'm done with the Browns for at least a week. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, you know, they, they've screwed me over. I know you like the Browns uh, potentially Be this careful. week. Be careful. Uh, it's just a mess. And it, clearly the fantasy football type offense hasn't worked so far. So I'm very skeptical of the Browns right now. But yeah, three and four, I did hit a couple nice totals. The Notre Dame, um, I, my best call of the week was I said under 61 and a half for Notre Dame. I said Bowling Green might not even score. And that's exactly right. what happened. They got shut out 52 nothing. So that was my favorite one. You know what sucks, too? And, and, and this is where I'm new at podcasting. So if, if guys have done it long term, they're probably going to go, well, there is a better way. I, I hate the fact we have to put this in the can over breakfast Thursday. Because great example. By Sunday, I get word Josh Allen's playing. By Sunday, yeah. I see a couple things with the number and I go, you know what? I really like Buffalo here. And... You know, the Bills, that's not a play I can give the people on Thursday. But, man, did I like it, you know, on Sunday. And it's happened back-to-back weeks where there's been some late ads for me. Or even a couple weeks back, I told you I hit those three parlays. Like, I wish there was a way you could update a pod and go, hey, Sunday morning. You know, now, we could, but this company doesn't have, like, a free flow. They want everything scheduled, and you release it. And it's like... Why couldn't we just jump on and do an emergency pod like other people do? And like, hey, guys, Sunday morning, I'm going to add this to the ticket and go broke. I wish we could do that. Well, and that's why I I feel bad because I've had some really good success. 
And it's not published, so I don't count it on our record. That's not fair. It's just, man, I wish I could do it. Well, that's why what I would say to that is that make sure you're following us on social media at Valenny Podcast, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, we can post little notes like that throughout the weekend. So make sure you're updating right. on that. That's not, it's not a terrible idea. I guess for me, I'm just sick enough I wouldn't mind cutting eight, nine minutes on a game being like, hey, I'm adding it. Here's why. Do what you want to do. Enjoy your Sunday. Mm-hmm. See you. All right, let's get into the college slate. Uh, I'm going to start out with the Red River rivalry. Uh, Texas getting 11 at time of broadcast. Let me double check on that line. We want to be nice and official for the people. Don't want to be sully. Love this rivalry. What, you know what? Love it. It's entertaining. And I've got some numbers on this, and I feel like I'm walking into a trap, so you'll have to help me with that. Yep. Mike, I feel like I am walking into my own like I feel like Pesci in Goodfellas when they take him into the garage and he thinks he's getting made and they just put a bullet in his head (laughs) that's kind of where I'm at with Texas and OU and what is it with me I can't find a fucking spread right now ten and a half See, I had an 11 over breakfast. I see 10 and a half right ah, now. Ah, shit. All right, well, 10 now, and a half what do, I wanna, I'm interested to see what this opened at, what you're seeing, because I see that this opened a long time ago. This is probably one of those future-type games. Game of the year lines? Plus three and a half, Texas. Now it's Texas plus 10 and a half. Well, and I think what you're seeing, I mean, Oklahoma's offense has been absolutely incredible. The, the problem I have going into this game, Mike, when you look at Oklahoma, they haven't faced a decent defense. Not right. one. Now, Texas is not a good defense. Let's not get it twisted. But everything Oklahoma's faced is is literally like 85th, 90th, 100th. They're playing name a score. Let's say that Texas is simply a below average defense. Do we agree on that? Yep. Okay. They're not good. They're probably not even average, but they're below average. They're still a step up from what Oklahoma's faced. So if we take away the ability to just name a score, put up 50, put up 60, and then you give me... 10 and a half, 11. Um, when you look at Tom Herman, 9 3 and 1 against this, uh, as t- uh, what is it here? Against the spread against uh, opponents under Herman. Um, he's 8 3 and 1 against the spread as an underdog. When you look at Sam Ellinger, you know, Jalen Hurts, he's had a distinct quarterback advantage every week. He's playing fabulous football, but it's been name a score. It's been bad, the horrible defenses. Ellinger, this is his third Red River rivalry game. This is a kid who yep. balls out in this game. Totally. You know, it's interesting, too, in the last couple of years, you realize Texas and Oklahoma are, are separated offensively by 12 yards. Yeah, that's crazy. Over the last couple of years. The other angle, too, and I, I thought this was a great stat ESPN had. Uh, the last six games, Texas has been underdogged. All right. So, then again, I, I don't, I'm not saying this is like some amazing thing and you have to do this, but. This is kind of hard to fight. Texas, 13-point dog in 13, win by 16. In 2014, they're a 15-and-a-half-point dog, lose by 5, cover. 15, they're a 16-and-a-half-point dog, win by 7, cover. 16, 11-point dog, lose by 5, cover. 17, 9-and-a-half-point dog, lose by 5, cover. And last year, 7-and-a-half-point dog, win by 3, cover. 6-0 6-0 and against the line, three outright wins, and once again you have Oklahoma as an 11-point favorite. Now here's the problem. The number's been driven up. Sharp, big bets. If you look at Action Network, a lot of the big money moving this game. That's a bit of an issue for me. That mm-hmm. normally scares the shit out of me, and this is where I feel like I'm walking into it. I mean, Mike, you have... 
66% of the tickets and 60% of the money is on Texas. Yet, the line has gone and bumped out. That's a little bit scary for me. Now, maybe I'm on the wrong side of it. I feel like Texas is going to be able to match OU. And OU's probably just one score better. 47-40? Fine. Jeez. No, I'm saying... Total shoot, I know. 37-30. 40-31. I'm getting... If this is under 10, I have a different tone. I think the number's a little too big. I think Oklahoma's played name a score against some piss-poor defenses and as good as Jalen Hurts is. I saw, I saw a stat, Mike. This, was, this blew my mind. That even through the years of having Kyler Murray and having Baker Mayfield, go back through starting quarterbacks in their first Red River rivalry game. Let me make sure I have this right. Those quarterbacks are 2-14-1 and one yeah. as starters. I just feel like Oklahoma's going to win this game, but Texas always amps up. Ellinger is a supercharged rivalry QB. Yeah. Don't love him against great defenses. Don't think Oklahoma has one. I'm going to take the points. It's going to be a play. I'm going to go with Texas. I had 11. I 11, that's fine. All yep. right. I, I, I'm going to join I'm you on that. I'm going to take the 11. I think that... You're, you're taking Texas? Yeah. Oh, that's it. I'm off the game. Well, <laughs> exactly. You're fucking you poison right now. Well, Texas also returns one of their receivers, too, with Colin Johnson, uh, yeah. You know, one of their leading receivers. Big kid. You look at this rivalry. Hey, I think rivalry games, always something to be said about them because Oklahoma, in the last seven of these, has only covered once. So no matter what's going on, Texas always steps up for this game. They haven't exactly been a great program the past seven years. But, no, I'll roll with Texas, too. Let's see if they can keep it within that number. And, uh, yeah, you're right. I, I've been poisoned lately. But, hey, that, that's going to turn around. Don't you oh, worry. Oh, God, help me. All right. Um, game two. This is another one. I'm taking a big underdog here. How about USC getting 11 as they travel to South Bend? Now, I, I, look, we talked about this in prior episodes. I, I really I lock in on certain teams, and I feel like I just get a better handle on them than others. And then what I do is... Look at their game, certain numbers, certain angles, and I go, okay, I feel like I have a a better view on this. We did it with BYU for probably, God, first three or four weeks. We we did it with USC for the first three or four weeks. Um, I feel like I've got a good read on it. And Notre Dame is a team to me that's a little bit overvalued here. Now, if you go back to how Notre Dame played Virginia, Virginia really should have won that game. Perkins, their quarterback, had two game-changing fumbles that kind of flipped the game. Virginia was winning at halftime outright. And, you know, ND, are they better than USC? Absolutely. But you're talking about a rivalry game. You're talking about bright lights here. And with USC, Slovis returns back under center. USC all year, here's been the key. If they play clean, they play close. If they don't, they get popped. You're going to give me 11 points, and I'd like to believe USC will play their best game of the season right here, right now. This is kind of that bounce-back point for them. And and again, I understand Notre Dame is the better team. Well, duh, they're favored by 11. But when you look at it, here's what I like. The number has kind of hovered. There's a little bit of reverse line movement with USC here. I don't know. Uh, it, it's It's... And if you want the totals, I mean, 45% of the tickets and 59% of the money, and it's kind of just sitting there at 11. I like the points here. I think USC can play close. 
You know, Notre Dame has been a benefactor of the turnover game. Notre Dame also has played, you know, a couple of teams that are just useless in New Mexico and Bowling Green. The last vision you have, yes, impressive on the road against Georgia. No question about it. If they play that brand of football, they probably cover this number. The Virginia game, not impressed. And in fact, it scared me. Uh, I'm going to go USC. I'm going to roll the points here, take the 11, and uh, fight on. Yeah, pass for me on this one. I think this game has backdoor cover written all over it. I think Notre Dame definitely wins. Well, if it's got backdoor cover, join me. No, well, I'm not that confident about it, though. That's why I could see something fluky ha- potentially happen late in the game. Um, Notre Dame, they've covered their last four games in a row. I, I think there's no doubt that they win. But I think it's just simply too many points for me to lay. I could see a situation late in the game where maybe USC has some sort of backdoor cover. I don't want to mess with that. All right, give me one from your board. Yeah, absolutely. So, give me something here. I want to offer you, if you will, let's take a look at the Oregon game. Oh, Christ, Friday night football. Jesus Christ. And this one You're is... You're going to ruin my Friday night dinner, and I'm going to end up playing some bullshit games. This is Oregon, Colorado. Yep. The number is... Let me give you the up to the minute I believe line. it's 20 or something stupid. 21. I know that you... Uh, and I, I picked this game specifically for you because you always joke about laying points that I like to lay. So I figured, oh, let me God. let me pick one... Sully square pants. Let me pick one big uh, square play for you of Christ. the week that I really do like. And it's Oregon minus uh, 20 and a half or whatever you just said. Even in this series, Oregon 6-1 and one against the spread the last seven games. And Colorado, it's, it's really weird. They always kind of had this lull, you know, in, the, in, in game six, that type of range in the season. They kind of are, are sluggish as the season goes on. It happens every single year. It's remarkable when you look at the numbers. So I'm just going to have a play on Oregon to just go out and take care of business. 20-and-a-half at home, Friday night action. So let me get Oregon here. No play. Let me eat my dinner in peace. Here's the issue I take with Oregon. Their flashy numbers have come against dog shit. That's great. You threw up 77 against Nevada. Oh, hey, look, you threw up, you know, uh, 40 against Montana. Mike, they put up 21 against Auburn. They put up six points against Stanford. Or excuse me, 21 against Stanford. Pardon me, it was 21-6 win. And then last week, look, Cal's defense is good, and I get it. But 17 I worry about this offense. And Colorado, Mike, you're right. You're right. I just, mean, Colorado's just so bad in conference games, too, lately. It's not great, Bob. It's um, it's a number where I think 20 and a half right now. I want to lock into that because I think by by game time tomorrow night, well, what, do, hey, what do people do on a Friday night, not do anything else? They want to get some action on the game. I think that 20 and a half will at least be 21 and a right. half range. Currently on the screen right now, flashing green, it's Oregon minus 21. I see 20 and a half. Um, do you want to come over and look at this? <laughs> um, I, no, come on. Come now. on. No, I get. I, I got to get this at 20 and a half. Wait I gave you the wait. 11 with Texas. Whoa, whoa. When I'm, ta- I have I'm, taking, and a half. I'm taking the 10 and a half. <laughs> no. I'm taking the 10 and a half. You're taking the 21. Uh, come on, Mike. I'm giving you the, the official line here. Come on. You always try to do this. You're a little sneaky fella. No, no. Come on now. All right. That's fine. 21. Late at 21. There right, you go. Be confident. You're telling me they're going to blow their doors off. 21's fine. It's not a half point. I still think it'll go up even more. You are on your own with that puppy. Uh, Let me move on to the next game. This is probably the game of the weekend. It's a game I can't wait to watch. It's LSU hosting Florida. Um, Current line, because God forbid we get into a controversy here, I want to make sure I keep it all nice and tight. 
Where the hell is this game? I'm, 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 Mike. I feel like I'm going senile. Like I'm, I'm losing. My I have faculties. thirteen and a half. Yeah, I want to make sure though. Like you know, I don't want to. But I know you're on a different side. Hey, there, there's always half point discrepancies. No, in these there's books. no discrepancy. This company signed a deal with the Action Network, and I'll be goddamn. We're gonna use our, we're gonna use our sponsor. I'm like, where the fuck is this? Oh, here it is. All right, thirteen and a half. Thank you. All right, perfect. So. Uh, money split, if you give a shit about it, 45% of the tickets, 55% of the money's on LSU. This is one for me, I think the fairy tale ends. Um, you know, we've kind of danced with both these teams this year with some good success. Had LSU in the big matchup against Texas, win. Uh, had Florida last week, win. The fairy tale ends here, though, for Kyle Trask. I mean, the story's awesome with Florida and the quarterback and how long it was between when he actually played. Uh, word out, sprained MCL, he's in a brace. You want to put him in Death Valley at night against this defense? Here's the other problem, and maybe I'm falling in love with it, but, I mean, you're talking about an LSU offense operating on all cylinders, and Florida's defense, as nasty as they are up front, Burrow gets rid of the ball quickly, gets the ball accurately, all distances, all fields, they're able to run the ball. I mean, man, if they have any success running the ball, I think Florida is dead here. But think about the what you're getting. This should be a game where if Florida has a real offense, this number is less than 10. This number is a touchdown or something. The number coming out at this, they're begging you to take Florida. To me, they're begging Yeah. You. And I think this is a game, I don't even know if Trask finishes the game. I don't even know who will be playing quarterback for Florida. Because I'll tell you right now, there's absolutely no guarantee on, on a sprained MCL, um, you know, with, with, you know, you're in a brace all week. And I get, I get arguably the best quarterback in America at home. I get the superior offense. It's not just a better offense. It is wholly superior. And I think the LSU defense at home plays a different brand of football. The fact that Trask is probably not going to be right I think you can take advantage of it. You get a turnover. I, I, I just, for all the good that Florida has done defensively, and man, have they been good. This is not Bo Nix this week, all right? This is not a, an offense that struggles to throw it. They play with pace. I, I think there's a chance LSU could jump on them. You know me, Mikey. I don't, I don't like big favorites. I don't. And look, this week so far, two more underdogs. But this is a favorite I like. Um, I'm not going to back off of it. I think I'm on the right side with it. I'm going to take LSU, lay the 13 and a half. I, I think they're going to lay the wood to Florida. Yeah, and I think that's obviously Florida, you know, coming off the week they had last week. I, I'm not going to bet the spread on this, but I will bet the over under 55 and a half. Uh, I love the overplay in this one. I, I really do. I think that oh they're going to score enough points to get over that. You look at even the trends on it the oh. over seven and one LSU's last eight games. And the over is 5-0 and in Florida's last five road games. I think these two teams are definitely going to get enough points. How is Florida going to score? Well, it, that's why I don't think the over-under is 55.5. I don't think it's that ridiculous to ask. I think there's, these teams are still going to put up points. And still, uh, you know, you can still have a game, you know, somewhere with some team in the in the low 30s type range. Here's a stat for you, too, because uh, I, don't, I don't mess with totals. This is, I mean, the bear, this is where the bear is the man as far as, like, psychopath stats, ESPN. You ready for this? Yep. Dating back to 2010, the last 12 ranked teams who pulled a home upset 
and face another ranked team as an underdog the next week, one and eleven straight up, <laughs> four and eight against the number. Yeah. If you're betting Florida, you're betting into that stat. You do what you want with it. Just saying. I'm going to take LSU lay the 13. Which is impressive because you usually don't like to lay that many I points. don't. It's just one I felt strongly about. I feel like I got a good read on the two teams. And watch. I'll end up losing the game outright. <laughs> All right. Um, give me another one from your slate. Yeah, let's take a look at the uh, number 24 ranked Arizona State game. Washington's, Washington State at Arizona oh State. Oh, my God. I wouldn't touch this game with a 10-foot pole. Mike, how are you doing this? Numbers. I, I, I look at the numbers oh. with this, and I've seen Arizona State play a couple times this year. God um, the thing is, I think there's pretty good value in this one. Arizona State minus one and a half. This game is right there in a, in a pick'em type range, and we'll see what it ends up with uh, by the time kickoff rolls around. But Washington State, Past four games, they haven't covered once. I think they're, they've been a total mess. Arizona State, really, really good covering against winning teams. 4-1 and one against the spread their last five home games against teams with winning records. I think that it's 1.5. It's, it's not that much to ask, I don't think. You look at the uh, some of the history with this game as well. Washington State has not covered the last four times they've traveled to Arizona State. Maybe they're out there partying, doing something. I don't know what. But I like Arizona State. Simple one-and-a-half spread. All right, Mikey. So this game right here is one I will caution people. I'll probably tell you don't play it. But I'm going to walk into something here now. And I, I admit, everything tells me I should stay away. This is why I'm not a professional better. This is why I'm not ever going to tell, oh, I, I, I make a killing. You're supposed to bet numbers, not teams. This number should scare the shit out of me. I talked about how I wouldn't touch Arizona State, Washington State with a 10-foot pole. I shouldn't touch this game. Navy, minus one at Tulsa. Mm. Now, both teams, uh, I've watched a good amount of. Tulsa is not as bad as a record at two and three. They have played a brutal schedule. Okay, that's one. you got to respect the schedule they've played. Last week, Tulsa blows a huge lead. Against SMU, SMU's ranked. They lose a triple OT, gut-wrencher, soul-crusher at SMU, and that ends a five-game run where you're looking at a Tulsa team who opened up at Michigan State. Um, you know, the SMU being ranked. Tulsa, here, here's, here's the schedule in total. You open up against MSU, brutal. Then you travel and you got to play, and you take on Okie State, brutal. Um, Wyoming, no cupcake. Beat Mizzou early in the year. Play SMU last week. This is a tough open for this team. There really hasn't been much room to breathe. We kind of played an angle earlier in the year about a team being out of gas. And it was BYU traveling and going out to play Washington. Yep. Right? And then the following week, going out and having to go across the country and face Toledo. We took the other side. We won both games. It's the same here where I feel like Tulsa's probably out of gas. Heartbreaking game last week. And Navy, here's the danger point. They had an emotional win. I normally don't like to bet teams off emotional wins because it's very hard to get up two weeks in a row. Navy, come back late against Air Force, and they did it passing the ball. But that's the beauty of what I love about this Navy team. Remember to name Malcolm Perry. I'm telling you, I've watched them twice this year. Mike, Malcolm Perry is a joystick. This guy is unbelievable. 
You should have seen a couple of runs he had against Memphis. And then when you look at passing the football, fun note with Navy, they're averaging 125 yards a game in the air. Mm. So when Air Force scores to take the lead on Navy with, I don't know, what, two minutes to go, two and a half minutes to go, you're not going to be able to run the option up and down the field. Navy had to throw it in known passing downs, and they did it. I'm telling you, Perry's a difference maker. I don't know how Tulsa gets up off the mat. It's a tough five-game stretch. If Navy can somehow not go through to motions, not end up in this malaise of post-Air Force rivalry win, you know, blahs, I just think Navy is, is the far superior team here. And look, I'm walking into it. I know I am, and I shouldn't, but I can't resist I love my middies. I gotta do no. I I, I gotta do this. Um, I'm gonna take Navy. I'm gonna lay the one. But I, I am warning the people: you are not allowed to bitch to me if this loses. I am giving you every way to stay away from this. I am telling you, it's a game I'm interested in watching. It's a game I feel like I'm getting the way better team. Here's the equivalent. The equivalent is Friday night, Virginia Miami, where Virginia is the better football team, but they're underdog. Yeah, I'm running for the hills in that game. I wouldn't, Sully. You could hand me fifty bucks, a hundred bucks. I wouldn't play that game. I should run from this. Any set of power rankings I look at, Navy is by far the better team. I'm going against my own angles, my own stuff. I'm taking a shot that Navy is going to put this together, and that Tulsa is simply out of mustard. They just don't have anything left. I'm going to take Navy, lay the one. I'm begging you and your family and your girlfriend, don't play this game. No, I, this, don't is a, play this, this game. is a pass for me. You said it was Navy minus, or Navy minus one is what you have it at, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, I, uh, hey, any, I, I think that was, controversy well, here? that was well laid out. There was good research on that. I, it's something I can't really, uh, really argue too much with the, with the opposite trends and whatnot, but it's just not a game that I'm really that confident about to play in. I've seen both these teams play a couple times, but, um, no, I, I, it's kind of just a strong pass for me. All right, lay it down. You don't need to play everything. Give give yep. the people anything else you got. Go ahead. You got something else on the slate? I got one more for you, just a total. Um, with a not a, I, I feel like I've bet a lot of random games, so I want to actually look at a uh, kind of a marquee game. Alabama, Texas A and M. Oh God. I'm not betting the point spread. I, I know it's 17 right now or whatever it is. Texas A and M plus 17, but. I do want to look at the uh, over-under in this one. This is this is one I've spent a lot of time researching. I think that I'm going to go with the over in this. I know 61 sounds like a ton of points to people. Oh, it has to be a game in the mid-30s. But I, I don't think these teams are really going to have any issue scoring. I don't think these defenses are that great. I think they're kind of, if anything, a little overvalued. And I think this point spread is just going to continue to climb. Or excuse me, the total is going to continue to climb by game time. The over's been 4-0 in Alabama's last four conference games. It's also been 5-1 and in Texas A&M's last six home games. I think the fact that it is at Texas A&M leads me to even expect a little more points on their side of the uh, of the ball. So I'm going to roll with over. 61 sounds like a lot, but let's hope for the over Alabama. You know, I almost use this game for a side because I don't mess with totals. It's, I always like seeing this is how Bama's a super public team, right? Yeah. 58% of the money, 74% of the tickets, right? How does the spread go from 17.5 to 17? Little, little reverse, little reverse line. line movement there. which may, And here's the key. I mean, 17's a key number. Obviously, you like it at 17.5 better, but 
It's not a game A&M traditionally steps up in. There's a chance Bama blows their doors off. But I, I just this is part of what I'm saying. Like, I'm trying to trim the ticket down. Like, it's right next to another game that I almost played right now. MSU getting 10 and a half. They travel to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I yeah, look. I was just looking at that. I right think right. State's losing this game. Understand, this is a scheduled loss because you play OSU on the road and you got to saddle up, go on the road again the next week, and you're playing a Wisconsin team, incredibly physical. Jonathan Taylor's giving you seven yards a carry. Uh, they're going to lean on you. Now, I think MSU's got an advantage where it's a pro-style offense. You never see those anymore. And State, defensively, thrives against pro-style offenses. And I think State will hold up for a while. I think State could be in this game. I mean, Wisconsin, think about this. If you break it down, who's the best team Wisconsin played? It's Michigan. Can't, yeah, I was going to say, you can't say Michigan, but right, statistically, so, I guess it is. All right, so let me ask you a question. Right here, right now. When you look at Michigan and Michigan State, it's not an issue of who's better. It's about specifically strengths, weaknesses, etc. Michigan State's defense has been better across the board, and they specialize in doing what Michigan seemingly doesn't. Stop the run. Right? Right off the top, Wisconsin hasn't faced anything like what they'll see against Michigan State up front. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. Second of all, if Wisconsin doesn't run it to the level they're accustomed it's going to put pressure on Jack Cohn, their quarterback, for the first time all year to have to carry the load. Anybody can stand back there when they're getting 250 yards a game on the ground and make 15, 17, 18 telegraphed easy throws. Cohn's going to have to do more this week. We don't know if he can. The other example is we want to talk about how good Wisconsin's defense is, right? Who have they faced offensively that I'm supposed to care about? Who? Michigan's offense sucks. It does. Go look. Any metric. This is where, oh, do more metrics. I'm not going to read you the list. They don't do anything well. Who have they faced? South Florida? Yeah. Who else? Central? Like who? No. My, my point is, this will be the best offense they faced. And MSU's no great shakes. Let's not get carried away here. My point is, I think the number has some value here. As a, as a Spartan fan, I, I just, I, I can't bet against my team. I think State loses. But I wonder if they really lose by ten and a half. Like, don't don't you see a you scenario? Extremely low scoring. Too. Why not? Why not twenty seven seventeen? Why not twenty four seventeen? State loses, but there's a cover there. I, I look. It's yep. a big matchup. I wanted to make sure we spent a few minutes on it. I'm trying to trim the ticket down. I could play. You know the sad part. I, I was like, really looking at this game for the over under because it's only a forty and a half. Well, there's the thing. Forty points. I'm glad you said this. So here's a trick. You see an over-under that's low, high 30s, low 40s, and you have a double-digit dog, you either bet the dog or you don't bet the game. Yeah. Because it makes no sense mathematically if the over-under's at 40. All right, Mike, how many points do you think State's going to score? Well, they're averaging 27 a game right now. So and they score I, half their average 13 points. Yes. Okay. So do you believe they're going up to Madtown? And you want—now, again— if you're betting the under in this game, it means you have to take the dog. So the under is 40, right? 40 and a half, 40, okay. yep, whatever. Okay, yep. so you got to keep it to four, under 41. Got to be 40 points. MSU's going to get 13, 27 13 final if you don't cover. You believe they lose 27 13 game? Um, 
You get my point. You I don't. Could, I think I think they'll put up a little more points than that, but I get your point. Any more points? Yeah, I know. You blow the under yeah. and you blow the cover. Yep. So I, I just for me, it would be state or nothing. I think you're getting a little value here. I don't think Wisconsin is this unquestioned monolith. If they go and they bury Michigan State and beat them by 30, two things will be proven true. Wisconsin is for real, for real, and Michigan State blows, and they've quit. So yeah. you figure that out. And Wisconsin's averaging for almost 44 points a game themselves. Yeah, I mean, against the sisters of the poor, right. but whatever. Well, that's the thing, and they're finally um, playing a defense here. But it's, it's, uh, dude, Michigan State's last 10 games have only covered the spread twice. Yeah, crazy. Mike, I'm aware I'm a State fan. Um, quick stuff before we get to the NFL slate. I don't love the weeknight games. I gave you the UVA-Miami thing. You're crazy enough with the Colorado-Oregon thing. Uh, you know, you got any juice? SEC, couple of games. Miss State travels to Tennessee. Tennessee, a home dog by a touchdown. Um, I, I don't, I don't nope. love it. Um, I think South Carolina could be interesting. Georgia laying twenty four, but left it off. I almost fell into the trap. Memphis Temple going with my gritty gutty owls again, but I stayed away. Uh, any games we are missing? FSU at Clemson, Mike. You like you like twenty seven points. No, I, I, I was don't. Looking at it, I ended up staying away. Florida State. I just can't figure out whether no, they're going to try or not. I told you, I'm paralyzed with fear. A couple of the Pac twelve games. Uh, I don't think we missed Florida anything State's here. Been terrible on the road too. I, uh, I, I can't trust their defense. I'm not allowed to go with Army this week. They killed me last week. Uh, I'll stay. Uh, how about this? Here's the other one big game we missed. You want? You, you have any words on it? Go for it. This looks like a trap of trap of traps of traps. Penn State on the road at Iowa, laying three and a half. Everybody's on Iowa. Everybody. And here's the problem. It, again, Mike, Iowa at home, one team. Iowa on the road, another. You can look at all the stats. When you have Kirk Ferentz on the road, favored. Danger, Will Robinson, danger. This game screams Iowa, but I cannot take them after that performance against Michigan. You want to talk about the broke dick, double Cialis, and a shot of beer performance. <laughs> I mean, Iowa was fucking dreadful. Dreadful. Yep. Uh, you give Michigan full marks, a win is a win, you take it. I know, I know. But Jesus Ten Christ. 10-3. Iowa, four turnovers, give up eight sacks. They looked like they had no plan. And then the second half comes out, and you know what they do? More to shit they did in the first half. And mind you, no sour grapes here. Go blue. I won money on Michigan. Yeah. My point is, how the fuck am I supposed to bet that team going home and Penn State's coming to town? And I don't love Penn State. I think Penn State might be fraudulent. I I know James Franklin's a, a complete fraud as a head coach. There's nothing in this game I like. Nothing. I want to watch it, but there's no way I'm betting this. James Franklin on the road as a short favorite, scary spot, tough place to win, not good on third downs. Ferentz, after the shit that I just watched, after the shit that I watched against Iowa State, nah, man. Can't do it. Going to go ahead and leave this hot potato right there. But I, I want to make sure we nope. at least got a little word on that. Way too many question marks. And, and you're, hey, the home stuff is well taken. I think that even when 
Penn State goes there, you look at the numbers the past few years they've traveled there, they never cover their spread, the spread, it seems like. So it's one that I'm going to pass. I was looking at it also for the over-unders, kind of similar to MSU, right around that 41 mm-hmm. points. But uh, I just decided to pass. All right, college plays for me. I'm going to stick with it. Texas getting the 11, USC getting the 11, LSU laying the 13, and the heaven help me, I'm begging you not to play this because you're not allowed to bitch at me if it lose. Navy <laughs> minus one at Tulsa. God, I feel like I'm walking into, I'm walking into a wood chipper. Big powers at it again, leaving people in the dark. How many of you are messing around with flashlights and candles like idiots during power outages? Stop it. Don't do it anymore. Go solar. Power Home Solar makes it easy to switch to solar by hooking you up with battery storage with your installation so there's no more searching for a flashlight when big power leaves you in the dark. And make no mistake, big power company, they don't give a damn about you. It'll leave you in the dark for four days. You think they care? Number one residential solar provider is Power Home Solar. 30-year warranty on the American-made panels that they install. You will own your power, not just rent it from the power company. So get it done. They've installed panels at Ford Field and Allen Park. They're the official sponsor of the Lions. If solar's right for you, you think it might be right for you, go to powerhome.com. That's powerhome.com or give them a call today, 1-800-SOLAR-15. That's 1-800-SOLAR-15. Schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Power Home Solar. All right, NFL Slate. Um, This may be the most tempting board for me since week one. Wow, really? Yeah, Mike. What makes you say that? My initial notes when I start looking at stuff Tuesday nights, I had eight plays. Oh, jeez. No, I'm not doing it. Mike, not doing it. Not doing it. That's I had to a lot. Tr- now watch what will happen. I'm going to trim this down, leave wins well, on the board, and take losses. But I love this board. I love it. Let me get a quick request in before we dive into this stuff. Sure. Because I want you to spend 30 seconds talking about this. You mentioned this a lot in the college slate, and I'm sure there'll be some examples here in the NFL. People, we get the question a lot on, on the Instagram. Hey, Mike, can you take a, a, a little bit of time and just explain when you look at reverse line movement? How you look at it and like what exactly that does tell you? Because a lot of people don't really understand yeah. that concept. No, I mean it's simple. When when the line is supposed to move one way with the flow of money and it moves the opposite direction, it suggests that like if a team has an overwhelming amount of the money on it, that spread. Let's say the favorite is getting pounded with money, and the line should go down, but the line goes out. Um, that means the right people are betting on it. There are certain betters that are respected. Sharp. Certain, certain, yeah, I mean, sharps is a term people use. Look, man, it's paralysis by analysis. If it were a foolproof method, you'd never lose. It's not. It's just I generally don't like walking into it where you're like, oh, this looks too, this looks great. I'm, it, 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 no. And again, I mean, hell. It goes against what the line should be doing. It, exactly. And and when you see flag. that yeah, when you see that behavior, I mean here, if you want a if you want a definition, because maybe I didn't articulate it, it just indicates, you know, the line moving in the opposite direction of the public betting percentages. It's an indicator of sharp money, as I said. I didn't articulate it as bad as I thought. Kudos to me. <laughs> um, but it's just an indicator that the right people are on the other side, and the book is moving that number to try to encourage more money another direction. Yeah. So you do what you want. Um, Mike, Thursday Night Football, I've been pretty good on these games. Eagles a couple weeks back. Jags a couple weeks back. I've, I've, I've been all right on these. i got to tell you something. I hate what I'm about to do, and I'm going to let you try to talk me talk me out of this. Okay. Let's start with the Thursday night sizzle. Patriots lay in 17. At home against the Giants. It is a Giants team. 
No Saquon Barkley. No Wayne Gallman as backup. No Sterling Shepard. No Evan Ingram. That's their entire offensive collection of skill players. Rookie QB, short week, on the road, inclement weather, Bill Belichick. Huh? Yeah. Now, again, even if the Pats power down, run the ball, vanilla game plan, even if Edelman doesn't play, the Giants don't stop the run. The Giants don't do anything on defense. Yep. Now, New England has not been great against the line. I think some of the lines have been overinflated. When you put this situation out there, I went and looked at what have quarterbacks done against the New England Patriots. You ready for this this year? This is how good the Patriots' defense has been. And then remember, Danny Dimes, we all love him. What a beautiful man. Oh, he's the best. But he's a rookie on a short week. 276, no touchdown, and a pick. Patriots game two, 142, no touchdowns, four picks. Game three, 96 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. Game four, 240 yards, no touchdowns, four picks. Last week, 119, no touchdowns, one pick. The Patriots are murdering quarterbacks, and I understand. They have not played exactly a murderer's row. But it's the Pats at home, weather forecast not great, Giants don't cover a soul in the secondary. You saw how good Cousins looked last week. How do the Giants cover this number? You want to say backdoor cover? Hey, man, I get it. Every game is a backdoor cover possibility. This has Patriots like 27 to 3 written all over it. It's just, it's not fair for Daniel Jones. It's not a fair ask for the Giants. Mike, I think Pat's minus 17 is a play. Wow. Well, you know my golden rule. I do. I never bet against the Patriots, which is true. I say that half jokingly, but it's true. Uh, but there's certain games where I can't really bet for them either, and this is kind of one of them. Where I think that you know I've done some research on this, trying to figure out why the spread and the numbers where it's at. I think it's just people, honestly, just putting stock in something that we've talked about, especially earlier in this season, that the Giants are very good covering on the road. 8-1 their last nine road games they've covered. They just find a way when that team goes on the road to keep the game close and to cover. Um, it, look, and hey, I, I totally get there's trends for how great New England is covering at home, but I think that's what people are looking at. And I, and I also think that when you look at the head-to-head, Giants' last five meetings against New England, believe it or not, they're 5-0 and against the spread. In every single one of those games. I just don't know how the so no, Giants score. It's a pass for me, but no, I hear you. Hey, and to, and to your point, Patriots, Belichick's really good on Thursday nights. 4-1 and one against the spread. They're 13-3 and three against the spread. Uh, and, their and last 16 the against winning, losing teams at here's home. The right. Th- uh, this is where I almost feel comfortable is it look. It a opened, lot of points. Though. It opened at 14. What have we always talked about? I'm never going to be the guy who does this dishonest bullshit telling people, well, I got the number on Monday at 14. Well, who cares? We're broadcasting to you Thursday morning over breakfast. Yep. So, clearly, I like 14 a lot better, but the Sharps are on the Pats. The gullible public is on the Pats. When both sides get a line, that's a little bit scary for the book. I I just can't in good conscience bet the Giants. I can't do it. I'm going to take the Pats. I laid a 17. Fuck it. So, wow, you have a minus 13 and a minus 17 on the card Might be the first time all year. I think it is the first time. I've ever had the the, the two double-digit favorites. I'll probably lose them both. Watch. Um... We can run down the whole, and Mike, stop me if you like a game, because I've got yeah. I've got no, a lot please, of games I like. But um, game two, Carolina uh, opened up minus one, laying two and a half. They travel to Tampa. 
bets are damn near, you know, ticket wise, it's skewed to Carolina. Money wise, skewed to the Bucks, which is always something to look at too. The line is approaching minus three though, but minus two and a half, you got a feel on that game. I'm not touching that. No, and honestly, this is another pass for me as well. I, I got a, I got a few that I like in the NFL, but I don't have eight. But Stick this is a pass. Yep. Stick to them. All yep. right. Houston KC is a game I just want to spend a second on because man, I can't wait to I watch know. this. Man, I cannot wait to watch this game. Uh, Deshaun Watson bounced back last week. Five million yards in the air. Will Fuller, nice to see you. Welcome back. KC, my gritty, gutty, <laughs> resilient Colts. Uh, look, I sprinkled a little on the money line. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I wanted those 11 points, but I sprinkled a little on the money line. And it, it just, it was a beautiful, beautiful Sunday evening of football. Yep. But this is a spot I like for Kansas City. This is a bounce back game. Ooh. This is a get right game. You mean, this is what you have to tell me. This number opened up at eight and a half, it's down to four and a half. It's very similar to the Packer-Lion game that we'll get to a little later. You're betting this down to a point where all the value is gone from Houston. And you're expecting me to take basically Houston to put KC on the brink at home and or beat them at home back-to-back weeks. I'm not going to play this game now. I want to wait and see how the injury report on Mahomes looks. He says he's feeling okay, but I want to see. I want to get some reports of, uh, from from the field. How does he look? How's he warming up? I, I really want to take my time and look at this game on Sunday. So this is part of the problem, cutting it Thursday. Yeah. I could see myself getting involved with this game on Sunday like I did the Bills sitting in Giant Stadium, and it ended up being an easy, outright underdog winner. I can't play it today, but keep your eye on this. This number goes down. You're getting what I think is some incredible value on Kansas City. I'm going to wait and see on it, though. You have a play or no? Um, it's no play, but I think that both these teams come in and put up a ton of points. I am not. I'm not. 55 is just too much for the over, though, right now. Um, I, I do think that Mahomes has to. I, I expect him to go into this game and get the offense rolling again. Well, here's the other one, Mike. Tyreek might be back. Sure. He's practicing and, and, and limited. Andy Reid says we want to be careful. But again, if you wake up Sunday morning and Mahomes is warming up well and Tyreek even gets clearance for 20 snaps, changes how you feel about the game, doesn't it? So don't call me a chicken shit for not betting it on Thursday. I have a reason to wait till Sunday. Yeah, and Houston's also they're just not good um, against winning teams in terms of covering. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna pass carefully on this one. All right, Cleveland, love, 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 love my Browns this wow. week. Wow. Now I hated them on Monday night. I went with the Niners. It was the easiest money you'll ever make. Not a published play because I waited on it, and that's okay. I don't mind. But Cleveland opened up as a two-point favorite, and you go, wait a second. Now this line makes no sense. This is Miami, Virginia, exactly. I think you're betting the Browns or you're not betting the game at all. It's sitting at one and a half right now. Uh, Great. Cool. The Browns are now an underdog. I mean, planet Earth is on Seattle. Fine by me. I think there's value on the Browns here. Season teetering a little bit. Get home. Get right. The Seattle defense is nothing like what Baker Mayfield's going to face last week in Frisco. Um, They're talented, but Cleveland has the pieces to exploit it. They can cut this team up. I think Cleveland at home, bright lights. You know, this is kind of that that get right, bounce back game. And I'm kind of going up down with the Browns here. And I've 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 
I've done it right, I think. It's just now, now I need to be on their side with this. I'll take the one and a half. I'm going to take Cleveland. I, th- I think you're going to get one of their better performances uh, on Sunday. Yeah, this is a game where, or look, there's been a few times this year when the spread looks too easy. I've bet it and I've gotten screwed. I, I don't, Mike. This is this is a classic example of. That's I, my whole week this week. Watch. I don't understand this one at all. I, I don't know how Cleveland, you know, get. It's just plus one and a half or whatever. I think that I would easily look at this game and what I usually do is say, oh, Seahawks got this for sure. I, I love Seattle. Russell Wilson always finds a way to make this team good every year. They're just no issue traveling on the road and they're going to cover it, but. I've gotten burned too many times this year, so I'm just passing on this one. My card is more limited this week as a whole in general, but I'm just passing here. All right, listen, I'm not going to bust your balls about it. Are you kidding me? Mike, yeah, you And the Browns, to... I, I've been trying to figure out the Browns all year. I haven't been able to. Whenever I bet for the Browns, they lose, and I bet against them, they, they win. So I'm just going to stay I mean. away from them right now. That's what I mean about getting into a rhythm with a team is knowing when to ride them, knowing when to get out. Look. Colts, I'm 4-0 and betting the Colts this year. Yep. I skipped the Raider game. That would have been the loss. I yep. felt it was the right time to get out. I've done it. I, like you just you kind of get that that vibe. Like look at the money I've been able to carve out against or with BYU. Same deal. Like you just kind of hey, there's dude, you don't need to apologize me, to anybody. Uh, let me offer you a game here. Yeah, go ahead. And I think this one might be controversial, but and I honestly, usually I see your sheet beforehand, but I didn't before the show, so I, have, I don't know what your take is on this. Mm. But um, the Eagles at Vikings oh, game. Oh, oh, I hey, I I'm, I got a strong I don't player. Know. Okay, I don't know where. <laughs> I honestly have no idea where you're going to be at, but. I actually think this is a game where Kirk Cousins gets going. You dirty son of a bitch. And I know you is that do you like Minnesota? Too? I do. God damn so, it. I'm off the game. You're yeah, ta- yeah, don't bet it now. Absolutely. Shit. But I actually think that this is a game where Kirk Cousins can kind of get this thing going. It's a perfect spot at home. Um and they only have to they only have to lay three points. I think a lot of people love the Eagles, whether it's trends, whether it's just Carson Wentz playmakers, I don't know. But I like Laying the points here, I like laying three points, taking the Vikings, and uh, and and thinking that they have to at some point get this going just a little bit. I know the Eagles are really good against winning teams; they're really good, frankly, covering the spread. But it's kind of a game where it's it's might be controversial, but I, I like like the Vikings minus three at home. I'll give you a couple of things. I mean, one, watching Minnesota last week, what they do against the Giants doesn't really matter. The Giants are morbid defensively, but here's the key. They showed that at least the passing game can function, right? Giants are bad, but the Viking passing game hadn't really functioned all year. That's one. Two, we can't forget the Eagles' struggles up front. And they get, and part, part of it is Carson Wentz, he gets himself into trouble. They get him killed. You are going to go on the road. This is one of the more brutal environments to play. That Viking defense is going to dial it up. And I think they're, you know, again, if the recipe for the team you want to play is, hey, we're going to get our quarterback, uh, we're going to get the shit kicked out of our quarterback, that, that doesn't give me a lot of confidence. I also think Philly is kind of being overvalued because people are looking at their performance at Green Bay and acting like that's what we're going to get every week. And I can't buy that. Mm-hmm. The problems they've had up front were, you know, multiple offensive linemen. Jason Peters has been hurt. Dillard has been hurt. Um, Tyvai got hurt, or whatever the hell his name is. Uh, Vitai. Look, I think the Vikings here gear up that defense. 
Um, you saw the passing game rebound. Obviously, the worry is they want to run it. Talvin Cook has been fabulous. The, uh, the, the Eagles take the run away. But if Cousins can open this thing up a little bit against the secondary in Philly, let's face it, it's bad. It's just flat bad. Yep. I, I, I think this is a spot where it looks too easy, too juicy. I think everybody will be all over the Eagles. I love being on the other side of it. I, I love Minnesota here. Um, it's a play for me. I'm taking the Vikes. All right, there we go. <laughs> that would be crazy atmosphere. I'm taking the Vikes. I like uh, it. Next game. Cool. You, uh, you want you want my batshit crazy play of the week? Sure. Where you have to give me my money back after I lose it because I never should do what I'm about to do. Game yeah, of the let's week. Hear it. Bengals plus eleven and a half as they travel to Baltimore. Lock, wow. Lock that no, that, that's a that's a game that you love because of all the points. I'm no, not surprised. I mean, listen, listen. I see it at twelve. Actually, Cincinnati sucks. But you know what? I'm kind of wondering if Baltimore does too. Yeah. Think about this. How how much has Baltimore's first couple of weeks shaded our perspective of what the Baltimore Ravens are? Tell me. Right. How how many? I mean, that opening week, we were all dazzled. We're like, oh my God, they're out here playing Xbox. This is unbelievable. But when you really look at this, look at what the Ravens have done and and how they're kind of Jekyll and Hyde a little bit. Like... Is 23-17 over the Cardinals impressive? No. We thought they played well against the Chiefs. That's great. You know what they did the next week? They got their doors blown off by the Browns. Then they come back last week. Is beating the Steelers in overtime 26-23 and your passing game struggles really impressive? No. No. So, kind of Jekyll and Hyde. Take the Dolphins' performance out and just say, look, that's a team that was tanking. Leave it out. They've played well once this year, and they lost. The Bengals blow. I know this. But you're giving me 11. I kind of feel like this should be a a 6.5, 7-point spread. You want to give me 12, I'll take 12. I I, I may be out of my mind, and I wish you would stop me, but you're not a a good friend. I'm going to take the Bengals. Andy Dalton has not been as bad as you think. When you go back, if you've watched these games, he played like absolute dog shit against the Bills. I get it. You know what? Look, man, I think there's a shot here. The Ravens really, here's the dirty secret, their secondary sucks. I'm going to take the Bengals. <laughs> what, the, what the hell am I doing? Well, take the so Bengals, getting the 12. Let's cover a number there. Come on, Andy. I know. I, I hear you. And it is a lot of points. Um, and by the way, if the Bengals don't win here, how about how about this? When you look at uh, when you look at their schedule, I mean, you want to talk about a team, man. They better get a dub here at some point. This this, this team, holy shit! If you bring up what they got coming up, I mean, I, I'm not going to read off the whole Bengals schedule. My God, they're bad. Well, yeah, the Ravens, I get it. Haven't covered at home once this year. They, they've just been bad all around. Um, I can't talk you out of it. It's a pass for me, but. Yeah, that really is. I'm, I'm kind of surprised it's that many. It's up to 12 now or whatever it is. That it does seem like a lot of points. Here's, here's your next, it really does. Here's your next four weeks for the Bengals. You ready? Find the W. At Ravens, home Jags, at Rams, home Ravens. Oh, wow. Then it's at Raiders. Then it's home Steelers. I mean, Steelers might be your shot, but by then you'd probably quit on your whole Yeah, your whole and, deal. and the Raiders are a team I don't know really what to make of yet. With the, Are they a playoff yeah. team? Are they not? It, yeah. it's, that's a weird one. All right, let me run through the last couple because, man, we are running out of time here. Um, here's another one. Uh, I'm either going to be the smartest guy in the room or I'm going to have two black eyes. Jags minus one against the Saints. If it looks too good to be true, 
It usually is. <laughs> Saints are the better team. Saints are on fire. Teddy Touchdown's done a hell of a nice job. But I'm going to tell you something. Minshew mania, huh? Yeah, Mikey, I got to tell you, this is, for me, Minshew's for real. And, and even in the waning stages of the game last week, he, he was leading them down the field to tie the game. Um, he's got a connection with DJ Chark that's real. I mean, you got six TDs in five games every week he's producing. Fournette has been able to get on track a little bit. And when you look at this, Jalen Ramsey back at practice as of today. If you get him back, Jags are at home. I never like the Saints outside on grass. And you know what? Bridgewater versus pressure. Keep that in mind. The Jags can get the quarterback. I think they make it uncomfortable for Teddy. I think the fairy tale ends this week. I think the Jags notch a it'll be surprising for for guys who don't pay attention. But I think the Jags are in a perfect spot right here, and they catch the Saints, and they snipe them. I'm going to take the Jags minus one. Yeah, I'm going to take the over on it, over 44 points. I think it's a game where both offenses find a way to at least put up a few touchdowns. 44, it seems low to me. I like the over in that a lot. I uh, And hey, maybe, right. maybe Minshew Mania is real. Caught me sipping a water over here. Let me give you another game I like. I can't, Mike, this weekend it's a ton. Geez, no, I, Mike, I don't want to. I don't want to do this. But like, I, I, I <laughs> you have to. What you am have I supposed to? to? Last, you have to. Last week, I only played six. I like the board this week. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'm walking headfirst into a wood chipper. How about the Rams laying three against the Niners? So you mean to tell me if I'm going to back the Niners that the Rams are going to lose three straight games for the first time under McVay? They're going to lose. Back to back home games. And Frisco's going to go on the road. No Joe Staley, broken leg. No Mike McGlinchey, the right tackle, knee surgery, out four to six weeks. And that they're going to stroll into LA and slap the Rams with another L. See, I think this is a get right game for the Rams. Long rest, home. Frisco up front, beat up. Aaron Donald, angry in the media, pissed off he only has one sack. Mike, the Rams' biggest problem has been they are not running the football. And I have said this in the preseason when we did our fantasy special. I didn't believe in Todd Gurley. I don't think he's right. I think he's done. I think you get a little more Malcolm Brown this game. I think the Rams bounce back. I think the you're getting the better side here, and you're only laying three. I think it's a bad spot for Frisco. They're on the short week. And like I said, you're going to town without either of your starting tackles. I'm going to take the Rams here. It's it's a belief game that the Rams are not as bad as they look. Here's the stat for you. i got to give this to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I came guns blazing in this game. You ready? Yeah. What do you think the record of the teams the Niners have played is? So far this season? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Well, there, um, 20 total four, games. 20 total games? I'll say... Uh, Eight and twelve, six and fourteen. Wow! What's the record of the Rams' opponents this year? And mind you, three of their games have been road games. Twenty-nine total games. Quickly, quickly! Jesus uh, Christ! Let's you, say, uh, class? hey, fifteen, fourteen. Try twenty and nine. Wow! Rams had a better team, who's played the better schedule, better spot. Give me LA lay the three. 
Yeah, I like it too. And hey, I was thinking maybe this one looked too good to be true. Rams really, really good against NFC teams. Niners don't quite think they're absolutely for real yet. Yeah, great spot for the Rams. Last game to cover because then we do have to run. Uh, Monday Night Football, Lions yes. in Lambeau. Game opened up, Lions getting six. It's now down to four. Jeez. Um, 43% of the tickets representing 56% of the money on the Honolulu Blue. The Sharps are on them. And the Sharps have done a really nice job with the Lions this year. I like to think we've done a good job with the Lions. Um, look, they were all over. The Sharps were all over. The Lions against the Chargers, win. They were all over the Lions against the Eagles, win. They were all over the Lions against the Chiefs, win. And they're all over them again. Now, I'll just tell you this. I'm waiting until Monday for this. If this number goes a tick down to three and a half, I will take the Packers. Mm-hmm. I think the value is gone in the Lions, and I'm never getting it back unless you're putting it in some kind of wacky teaser. Here's what I don't like about the Lions. It's very simple. 26th in the league against the run, allowing 4.8 yards a carry. We all believe the Lions have a great D-line. We all believe they stop the run. They don't. Look through their games. Everybody's running a ball on them. Minus the Eagles, but the Eagles had all kinds of problems on the O-line that day. Green Bay's coming off a big spot against Dallas. Big emotional W. I don't Like I said, I hate betting teams two weeks in a row that better play well. Got to get up. Got to be emotional. But if the Lions think they're going to go on the road and allow 4.8 yards a carry to an Aaron Rodgers-led team, and they think they're going to stay within a field goal, they're going to be sadly mistaken. Now, I may be wrong. I may end up losing my money. Uh, I I love the Lions getting a touchdown, getting six and a half. That's great. Well, that's not available anymore. And sometimes you just got to, you know, if you love it, you got to let it go. Mm -hmm. You can't just go, well, fuck it. I still like the Lions at three and a half. I I, I think there's a shot here where you've created a middle. I'm going to wait and see where the number goes. But the Lions on the ground worry me. Um, The Lions may be a little too comfortable. Uh, People are a little too comfortable with this defense being big time. Let's remember something. Chiefs still put up 34 points. Uh, the Chargers still put up 460 yards of offense. Uh, Kyler Murray in his NFL debut still threw for 351. Let's not get carried away like this defense is somehow phenomenal. I'd be very careful with this game. I'm going to wait and see where that number goes. I hope it goes a little more south because I'll walk right into it. Yeah, I'm too scared of this game to bet anything right now on it. It's it's four points. I don't like that. But hey, if the Packers do cover, believe it or not, be the first time in three years that they've covered against the Lions. Yeah, and there's been some Aaron Rodgers injury in there yep. or hobbled. But hey, look, Lions have done a good job three of the last four. Uh, I'm going to wait till Monday. All right, here to place because we got to get the hell out of here. Rams minus three, Bungles plus eleven and a half, Vikes burp, burp, minus three, Jags minus one, Cleveland plus two. Uh, uh, what else? What else? Pats minus seventeen, and then my college slate, uh, Navy minus one. I can't believe I'm playing this many games. Jesus Christ! Navy minus That's one, LSU minus thirteen, USC plus eleven, and Texas plus eleven. Those are my plays. Uh, God help me. I know I've played way too many games, and this week won't be good. Uh, Mikey, go quickly. Yeah, Texas plus 11, Oregon minus 21, Florida over 55, uh, Arizona State minus 1.5. Let's see about that one. NFL, Vikings minus 3, Saints 44 over, Rams minus 3, and then also Cowboys, Jets, shootout written all over it, adding this one, 43.5 over. Everybody put on a little Barry White, a little sexy time music. David has a stat collection of things we may not have touched on, but he's going to touch on you. Oh, yeah. Sexy stat time. 
It's time for another edition of Sexy Stat Time with the Hatchet Man. I want to start over in the college ranks. You have Michigan State coming off a brutal loss to Ohio State on the road. But here is an interesting stat from Michigan State. Excluding 2016 when they went 3-9, and nine, the last 11 games immediately following a double-digit loss, 10 wins, and a field goal loss at Nebraska just last year. Let me repeat that. They have 10 wins in the last 11 games immediately following a double-digit loss. Dan Antonio gets it done. The Spartans typically do not get blown out two weeks in a row. Watch out if you're a Wisconsin fan. Staying there in the college ranks, Florida, they are going to LSU this week. Dating back to 2010, the last 12 ranked teams to pull a home upset and face another ranked team as an underdog the following week are 1-11 straight up, 4-8 against the spread. The only win is in 2014 where Ole Miss was at A&M week after the Rebels upset Alabama. One more interesting thing to look at in college football. Washington is 2-5 straight up and 1-6 against the spread in its last seven Pac-12 road games as a favorite. That includes three outright losses as a favorite of at least 12.5 points. Interesting dynamic there, Washington, this week. Let's move over to the NFL. Let's look at the overall against the spread. Roll teams this season are 48-26-2 against the spread so far this season. The roll teams are getting it done. Let's go to some individual games in the NFL. Tonight, Giants at the Patriots on Thursday night football. But here's the problem. While Daniel Jones has looked good, it may not matter tonight because they have a ton of injuries. Saquon Barkley's still out. Evan Ingram is out. Wayne Gallman is out. I'm not sure who he's going to have, Daniel Jones, the weapons he's going to have, but expect the Patriots to blow out the Giants no matter what. Let's look over and go across the pond to London. Christian McCaffrey has at least 150 yards from scrimmage and at least one touchdown in four of Carolina's five games. This is the Patriots at the Buccaneers in London. But here's an interesting thing to pay attention to. The injury report. Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey went into the end zone in the game last week. Kind of did a flip, landed on his back in the end zone, and he ended up on the injury report on Wednesday. This game is a 9.30 a.m. game Eastern time. Keep an eye out on that injury list the rest of this week, dealing with the Panthers and the Buccaneers. Let's move over to the Texans and the Chiefs. In 21 games under Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs had never scored fewer than 26 points. Well, that changed this past Sunday. The streak ended. The Colts held the Chiefs to just 13 points. But something else to keep an eye on with their offense, they seem to be struggling a little bit right now. Remember, they're still without Tyreek Hill. And Chiefs defensive backs, Ward and Breland, 
are actually giving up over 420 receiving yards to the opposing receivers this year. So not only are the Chiefs, is the Chiefs offense struggling a little bit, their defensive backs are giving up a ton of yards. Keep an eye on that. Let's move over to the Saints and the Jags. Teddy Bridgewater is 3-0 since taking over for the injured Drew Brees. The Saints have held their own without Brees, ranking 12th overall in total points scored this season. New Orleans is also averaging 23 points per game, which is 14th best in the NFL. So for those that thought the Saints would be done, keep an eye out. When Breeze comes back, they will still be in this race. The 49ers at the Rams. Since Shanahan was hired in 2017, the Niners have gone 2-10 against division opponents. They went 1-5 in both 17 and 18. And for the Jets and the Cowboys, just one simple thing to keep an eye on. Sam Donald is back. Keep an eye on what that does to that line and what that does to the game overall. Remember, they've only scored two offensive touchdowns the Jets have all season. This has been another edition of Sexy Stat Time with yours truly, the Hatchet Man. All right, thanks for listening as always. Hit that subscribe button, drop us a review, stop taking shit so seriously and have a good time with this. And we will talk to you next week. Cash the ticket. I played too way, way too many games. God help us. See you next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.